Welcome to the Florida vs. Podcast. You know, I got one for you. Holy cow! Like me to movie freaking cinema. Welcome back, Floridians. It's Friday. Let's get the weekend going. I'm your host today and every day, Peter Murphy. Welcome back to Florida Verses, where I compare my life growing up in Florida to that of my guests today. Familiar name, familiar city. My guest is Shannon Joy Rogers. She's written on such shows as Ellen and Kimmel. That's Ellen DeGeneres and Jimmy Kimmel, not, as you might have been thinking, Ellen Cleghorn of Saturday Night Live fame and Thaddeus Kimmel, a kid that I grew up with in in Florida, went to middle school with Thaddeus. Uh, From what I know and understand, I don't think he has his own TV show, let alone his own writing staff. So... Just something to think about. Shannon talks about Austin pre-2010, which is a very different uh, time, different thing. She describes her her childhood running around, uh, going to ACL, South by Southwest. Uh, there was more than enough to do in Austin for her at that time, as there is now. She mentions a few of her favorite places to eat, number one being Sam's Barbecue, uh, which is... Uh, she, she mentions, she says this in the in the episode, she calls it a shotgun shack. And I just thought that was something that the B-52s came up with. But apparently a shotgun shack is... Well, let's not do the research. Let's just assume that a shotgun shack is a place, is a shack where you keep your shotguns. So, you know, if you're, let's say you buy a property and you don't own any shotguns. And you don't need a shotgun shack or a gun rack. What are you going to do with that shotgun shack? Well, this guy Sam, he converted his into a barbecue pit. Pit sounds aggressive, and it always is. Every pit that I've ever been in or near is very aggressive. That barbecue's got to be aggressive too, I bet. Uh, You're going to really enjoy this conversation with me and Shannon. She's absolutely fantastic. Uh, For upcoming uh, show dates for me, please go ahead and check out my Instagram, Peter underscore Murphy. And for everything you want to know about Shannon, go check out her Instagram. Uh, That's where she'll post... uh, New news and events and some cool photos. And after the break, we're going to pay some bills. It's just me and Shannon. We're going to talk Austin, Texas versus Florida. See you on the other side. Do-do-do-do-do. Ad time. Oh, man, another ad. Well, don't worry. This one will make you hungry. Margarita. Pepperoni Playboy. Guilty Party. Good thing. Dreams Tonight. Beyond Love. Smoke Signals. Neon Moon. Springsteen. Talking Backwards. Crude Copy. Breakneck Speed. If you don't know what I'm talking about, then you haven't had one of Lucky Nick's Pizza's Sourdough Neapolitan Pizza Pies straight from their wood fire oven. And you are missing out. Go ahead and follow Lucky Nick's Pizza on Instagram. That's at L-U-C-K-Y-N-I-C-K-S-P-I-Z-Z-A for the latest updates about their weekly mobile pop-ups in the SoCal region. It's Lucky Nick's Pizza. Nice little pizza, huh? 
Okay, whoa, 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 what's the holdup? Do, 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 do. It's ad time. Oh, yeah, it's ad time. And let the good time roll. You know, since 2015, totally good time has been making pop culture street style inspired by the 90s, 2000s, and niche entertainment favorites. Well, what do they got? Uh, how about bringing on Toro Sweatsuit? Check. Empire Records Staff Tee for Rex Manning Day? Check. New Girl True American Hoodie that features the design as the gameplay? One, two, three, four, check. Now go ahead and check out all of the original pop culture goods over at totallygoodtime.com. That's totallygoodtime.com. And use code FLORIDAVERSUS15 for 15% off your order today. That's code F-L-O-R-I-D-A-V-S-1-5 for 15% off your order today. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Add time. Shed enjoy <laughs> Rogers is on the show. What do you know? What you gonna talk about? It's probably Austin, Texas. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> everybody gets a song, and today that song goes out to Austin, Texas's very own rollerblading joke telling bad ass woman the one and the only she's a joy to be here it's shannon joy rogers <laughs> thank you for that sick intro my Woo! question actually was gonna be how many funko things do you have dolls back there <laughs> what is it a is it one movie is it a series of different ones you like or what so yeah, so for those listening at home, part of my studio here is uh, uh, <laughs> this makeshift studio. It has a bunch of Funko Pops, and they're just random, uh, okay. <laughs> random like entities that I like. Derek Zoolander, I love. Uh, okay, a Ben Stiller. Man, that, that was gonna say uh, mid pandemic, like when things were barely opening up, where it was like you can have five people in your store. The line to the Funko Pop land yes. on Hollywood was around yes. the block. Yeah, it was <laughs> it's like it's like an amusement park in there. Yeah. It's pretty gnarly. I've been I went in there like when they first opened and everything was open like 2019, you know. And it was uh really fun. I, actually, I think it was around Halloween of 2019, so they really like built up everything around, you know. Yeah. The, like life-size Funko Pop things. It just it did feel like you were in line for like some ride at universal or disney <laughs> <laughs> i like to collect those based on you know favorite like comedic actors i've got bill murray up there okay uh, and groundhog what? day groundhog okay. day uh, damn they well, really go all over the place in the catalog yeah. <laughs> so i've got um rose from star wars okay this is where this is the scatter plot rose from star wars phil mm -hmm. collins uh, uh <laughs> phil collins no phil connors uh from groundhog day bill murray then Megan Rapino, uh, Notorious B.I.G., and then uh, Eddie Murphy in Beverly Hills Cop. <laughs> Specifically I mean, in Beverly Hills Cop. That's right. He's dressed Damn. with the Mumford T-shirt. They the really, Lions, yeah. They really 
like this is almost a scam like they could buy the licensing to make one piece of merchandise knowing that no matter what it's gonna sell and it's not bad for like who's beverly hills cop under like warners it's not bad for them to be like oh this this movie that came out 35 years ago sure you can make merch from yeah exactly do what you want interesting and it's Uh, and it's reaching an audience that like probably wasn't familiar with some of those groundhog day and things like that you know yeah so for me that's my that's a more creative way for me to uh you know for them to refresh an uh existing ip rather than reboot yeah, it, you know we exactly. don't need we don't need many saints of newark we just need you know some hey hey hold on sopranos I li- I li- <laughs> hold on now sopranos i like Funko that Pops. i like that movie <laughs> i gotta say the the young tony tony soprano like the mm-hmm. kid yeah look more like james gaudafini than his own son that (laughs) was a fucking star dude i was actually sad when it changed over to the teenage years and he got older (laughs) yeah uh shannon do you have any collectibles collectibles anything um because i'm a bit of a collectible i'm a bit of a nerd about a few things one of them being the funko pops you mentioned man that is a good question i don't think i do but now i'm like I don't think I do, but then there's got to be something that I have. Like I have a lot of vinyl. Okay, that's good. Um, that's good. What what are what? Do okay. I go out looking for like first edition Thriller album? No, but yeah, I do have a lot of vinyl that's in some books. But I'm not like looking for like I need the original print of mm. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. As long as you, do you play it or do you just kind of like have it as like oh I'll, I have this thing? Uh, I play them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Me too. I, I, I guess, yeah, I guess I collect vinyl as well, but just mm. very random. I've got, mm. in fact, do you have thriller on vinyl? Uh-huh. I do. Same. Yeah. I found yeah. it at a local place and then also I have a bunch of like, like brand new and like uh, taking back Sunday fallout boy. So all mm. over the place. I see um, your dashboard shirt or hoodie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. Good call. Most yeah. people are like DoorDash. What, what, what is that? And I'm like, Oh dude. <laughs> Too young, too young. Um, re-thriller because uh, I'm trying not to forget just like how insufferable having to be quarantined was because it mm. does, doesn't it feel like it didn't even really happen that long ago. Like we're in a yeah. weird gray area right now. It's like oh, I could go sit outside and eat with some friends if I want to. It's not <laughs> as gnarly as it was like six months ago. Right. But one thing we did um, that was huge was watch old live concerts on youtube on our tv Ah. and it is that was like such a fun experience so we watched when i was really little oh man i gotta find this picture but um i michael jackson was my first concert when i was six wow (laughs) and i have a photo actually that my mom just showed me of me in my actual michael jackson it was either the bad tour the year after but uh i'm six 80 89 uh-huh. um in dallas and uh i'm wearing the shirt at my elementary school and there was a michael jackson impersonator dancing with us like at really? school so like <laughs> i i actually went to the show and had the shirt but like i'm dancing with the michael jackson impersonator he's wearing like a thriller jacket but we were watching the bad tour on youtube mm. the whole thing's on there it's like almost three hours long and you're just like what else could possibly it is fantastic (laughs) it's like a perfect concert it's like what else could possibly 
come after like two hours and then it was just like another hit i totally forgot about hit 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 i mean bad was last dude (laughs) you know think of everything on thriller like human nature and like pyt and like thrillers like almost the least exciting on that album like yeah yeah. oh true couple questions yeah one at that michael jackson concert you said you were six years old Uh uh-huh does that mean you got to go backstage that's so mean i'm not even gonna answer that no but i do my mom did said that say that i was like uh in shock she's like she's Mm. never seen me so quiet i was like a hyper kid you know and i was just like oh my god and i i remember like there was a girl in front of us and uh my brothers i have an older brother and uh I thought she was Madonna because she was just dressed in like a black leotard with like a pink like tutu type thing but she was yeah. just she was just dressed like Madonna like because it was like <laughs> late 80s early 90s or whatever yeah you know? so I was like mom Madonna I can't see around Madonna like <laughs> like can you well, ask Madonna to move? <laughs> can you put me on your shoulders that's so interesting you know and and two things number one before you said you're you know watching these live concerts uh you know on YouTube and so on over the last two years, that has been to t- the only time ever where people who have taken videos at concerts can review that footage. Because other than right. that, the people that are doing video, like taking videos, yeah. like well, they're not doing anything with it. Like, But this was, these were like, I mean, I'd rather this because yeah. then it's like, six guys sitting in like a big like they were making it for something like a tape yeah. or something like that you know like an actually actually recording the concert not just like some fucking douche who's just keeps his iphone in the front on vertical yeah, exactly those guys time. those guys those guys went through quarantine fine because they had plenty of uh things to watch <laughs> from the past and then man that's so that's so interesting that you bring up um, that person's uh, dress in front of you because now you go you go to a concert. I'm going to a concert tonight. Mm-hmm. Don't mean to brag. Uh, Who you want to see? Bleachers. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. Uh, from Jack Arnoff, I think his name is. Mm-hmm. Uh, friend, friend invited me to go, and I'm you know I love to be entertained, so why not? Uh, so, uh, but but I you know I'm not gonna make like a thing of it. It's like oh I'll probably wear exactly what I'm wearing. But then you know, back in the day, you know, uh, you're seeing Michael get dressed Jackson. Up. Yeah. You get dressed it's up for event, anything, man. Like, like, it's like right, how, yeah. how you look at old pictures of airlines and people would wear suits. I think it's a generational time thing. And I also like being a Texan, we mm. just dress up. Like I would say that I, I moved to Dallas or to Austin when I was 10 and I would say that Austin is a lot more casual than Dallas is. Dallas is like mm. people just like not even dressed up, but just like a little more put together. Like they iron their shirt. <laughs> they like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Things like that. And Austin's a little bit more like L.A. where it's very like athleisure is OK. And even back then, you know, it's even more like L.A. now with all the people moving there. Uh, oh, my God. Well, okay, Shan, we've jumped right into it. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's not let's not breeze by the format here. Want to do plugs up top? Plugs, Shannon. Is there anything that you would like the listeners to check out? Go to um, peep uh, that you would like to plug. Um, mostly just my social media. I'm not. I'm mostly just active on Instagram. So anything that I ever have coming out, you can find me on Instagram at at Shannon Joy Rogers, and Rogers is with a D R O D G E R S. Shannon Joy Rogers. So, uh, yeah, and, I put and everything then, there. 
Sweet. Any anything else you'd like to plug or just the um I mean you'll see most of my stuff there. Like sweet. Yeah. <laughs> that's the hub. That's the hub. That's the it. hub because then I'm like, well, you can go here and go here and go there. But like you'll see it. And, the, and do you have a link tree too or no? No. Dude, I mean link tree, it's it's a game changer. Um, oh yeah. I do I use my Instagram for the same thing. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of like, all right, check me out on Instagram, find me there, and then it'll lead you to, you know, if I'm doing a live show, if I'm doing, I don't know, some character right. thing or like, you know, what has been happening in my life or I promote the podcast on there as well. So like, yeah, what do you, do you see your Instagram as like a, a like the thing that you direct people to instead of like a website necessarily? Or For you know, sure. How do you use it? Yeah. Unless it's something professional, then I'll send my EPK, but like, mm-hmm. yeah, Instagram's a little bit more personal. Yeah. personable i should say not personal but is yeah. it private or public no it's public oh, okay cool yeah, yeah and yeah. dude you post oh man so you're a rollerblader i said that in the intro mm-hmm. uh also very funny comedian but i mean do you still rollerblade and how did you feel about everybody well roller skating their way through the pandemic i know that is really funny that roller skates just like came back yeah. no i i tore my shoulder in february 2020 so i couldn't skate and it was what? a bummer and i actually had to start pt and i could only do it uh physical therapy telehealth yeah because um they were closed and i wow. i had to do it it was it was so bad that like, I would just barely brush like my elbow in the door, like walking through the door or something like accidentally brush my elbow on the wall. And it would just like radiate my entire arm, like any jerky movement in my shoulder would just like tear me up, dude. Oh man. How do you, how did you hurt your shoulder to begin with? Uh, skating. Yeah. I, I Whoa. didn't even fall. I, which I probably should have felt. I, uh, <laughs> just put my hand down and my body kept going and my hand stopped. Yeah. And I heard pop, pop. And I was like, Ooh, I knew right away. Yeah. I had, <laughs> man. Do, uh, so I tore, I had shoulder surgery uh, in 2007. I tore my labrum, my rotator cuff and my bicep. And okay. that pretty much ended yeah, my, my labrum, soccer career. My labrum is what tore, but not the rotator cuff. And then what did you say? My labrum, my rotator cuff and my bicep. Oh, that's why you had to have surgery, huh? Cause of the yeah. muscle. Yeah, exactly. And it, when it, dislocated dislocated at the front and it ripped all those things and my shoulder and my arm was just laying there you know obviously attached to my body still but like it's weird because you don't think about moving your fingers and I couldn't and it was terrifying Mm. and so my question for you is for all the amateur skaters out there uh is there a right way to fall or like a way that you should look to fall man it's it's just different like skates and blades yeah. you, you you're gonna have to break your fall you can't jump off like a board or scooter right um and like i'm i've seen some crazy scooter accidents recently on instagram and stuff i'm like stop really? showing me this <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to see this shit but no there i mean Injury wise in general, it's always better to completely break a bone than it is to do any tear or uh, stretch a ligament or anything soft tissue because soft tissue will hurt. It'll just hurt for the rest of your life. Unless in like, unless like a hairline fracture or a complete break heals 
incorrectly, it's going to heal back about like 85 to 90% better in that. And then not be fragile. It actually would be like scar tissue within the bone almost like I'm, I'm not a medical doctor or anything, but I know that, I know that like breaking a bone is so much better. Say, say you break your wrist so much better than spraining your wrist. You're going to sprain that wrist for the rest of your life. Like got it doing little shit like all the time yeah i so the reason why i hurt my shoulder playing soccer is because i was the goalkeeper i must have sprained my wrists both wrists at least two or three times each sprained and i they still click so that makes sense what you're saying mm-hmm. and then one time i sprained my wrist and my elbow and like Ugh. the growth plate in my like wrist forearm uh it was terrible so you just got i guess when you're skating you just got to run that risk make sure you wear a helmet right yeah yeah that's what hey very much it's just what you got to do and then also on your instagram man uh is uh bits that you've done you know when uh you'd written for ellen and oh yeah uh, and kimmel those are fun to watch i encourage everyone to check those out um yeah i really had i was gonna say uh the one that i love the most is the shannon on the beat uh Mm -hmm. my friend phil that works at ellen came up with that name it's basically me delivering the news in a rap that's and great. They were so fun because I could completely, they were like, oh, here's the, here's all the clearable music we have, like the, uh, the, just the instrumentals yeah. that like Warner uses, whatever they use, telepictures or something. And I would just like see an article, think it was really funny, find a beat that I felt like went with it and then just write the lyrics to it. They're, they're like a minute and a half, pretty easy. How long, when you were on that show, uh, when would you tape it? And when would it air? It would depend on, yeah. it would just depend on the schedule of like Mother's Day is coming up. So it's probably not going to be that day. You know what I mean? Like, it would right. just be like, when do we need to fill two minutes or whatever? And the, cause we're only really writing for like the uh, act one, the, oh. the monologue and then the, the comedy after that. Um, yeah. But I, the well the very first rap i made was actually for tiffany haddish and mm. it was maybe like a month after i'd been there it was a rap about doug emhoff being the first second gentleman and so <laughs> like i made it with me rapping it and then i took a bunch of pictures like off getty and stuff and made it like pop i don't know if you've seen that a very long time ago yeah so this and, was like uh, your proof of concept like yeah as, as part of your pitch and was and tiffany then, hosting at the time she was host, she was guest okay hosting. Right, yeah okay, yeah, great, yeah. Right, right. so we like literally got her in the booth and like she listened to like what i did and then did it too and it was yeah that's awesome dude. because we could already build it out with my voice and mm-hmm. then had her uh do it and uh yeah it was really fun so that was the very first one and then i was like okay i <laughs> my first like day this uh one of the producers there like took me around because we shot on warner warner's lot took me around and was like this is your kingdom <laughs> essentially like <laughs> we could shoot right. we could shoot sketches anywhere here and then it was like skirt no you can't uh, uh, of COVID reasons. Oh, right. So, oh, my like, goodness. so like when we, when I realized like later and later in the season, how this was never going to let up during right. this season, I was like, right. okay, well, what can I shoot at home or in front of a green screen that right. we can like execute and get away with and make it fun. That's why there's so many green screen things that I did last season on her show. Cause it was on a, it was literally like I had to be unmasked, which meant that no one else could be around me. Luckily, there was a green screen on the second floor where it was yeah. literally just like me, 
uh, Ryan Moto's a, a DP there and um, my guy Phil and we were like like the three of us were just like banging stuff out like I would have like two or three things we would just shoot on the green screen and then just have those uh, like being edited elsewhere that's awesome and then you know that must have been I mean it was really fun and like creatively like fulfilling (laughs) I like like a challenge a little bit though like sometimes I'm like yes tell me exactly the music I can use great we can only use green screen great I can write just for that is it did I don't need like a I don't need a lot to make something fun you know no you know and she really liked it so that's why the head writers were like okay she likes that so do more of that so yeah and and you know as writers as performers so like you're describing we like to be you know pushed in a corner a little bit that helps us be a little more creative and also you know that's like a deadline it's like you know Mm -hmm. I only write because there's a deadline or you know I'm only inspired because to meet this deadline because there's a deadline you know so yeah I I totally get that and so then you had to do that switch up you know I guess that was all that you had known and I imagine other writers had struggled because like oh we used to have all these resources now it has to be a little more um uh, DIY well what's funny is that oh sorry to cut you off but, but like yeah go ahead uh, there was only like one or two other writers that were performers. So a lot of them were mm. just writing stuff. And then s- since the talent, people who were either guest hosting or guests on the show, did their time was limited because of COVID. Right. They weren't going to be in a ton of sketch stuff either. They weren't like, right. we just didn't have access to that type of resource either. Like just, you know. And then the audience was just gigantic like six yeah. foot tall tablets like how big were they as big as <laughs> they, they were, looked on it's screen a t- it's a tv screen vertical okay it looked like yeah, a bunch yeah. of like ipads yeah that, like just massive ipads yeah they're like 65 inch tvs but like vertical yeah <laughs> oh my gosh what does that sound like when and then like half of them came in for a minute and then like restrictions went back and then, yeah but i think she has an audience right now in this season well, what does that sound like when there's 65 inch monitors turned on their sides and, you know, a bunch of, you know, uh, fans of the show are watching from home? Like, do you get that uh, response that you're looking for? If you're writing a monologue joke, can you tell if it hits or not or no? Yeah, because you have access to the f- you're listening to everybody's Zoom. Like they're all they're all flowing through one place yeah that audio was fun it, like you could hear yeah. the laughs clear not just like like a screech yeah. or you know some <laughs> kids screaming in the background right exactly exactly no the i would say that they really had working remote and producing a show during covid down which was like applause to the people behind the scenes because they really worked their ass off to not have stuff like that happen and right. to you know that's hard man yes already running a daytime show a daily show that we shoot like that airs like usually the next day right it's hard enough so with these restrictions like hat my hats off to them because they really did make it seem like it never skipped a beat awesome man and you had a you had a fun positive experience working there right yeah yeah i did awesome man that's amazing um so then all right great so shannon uh you know you talked about the comedy scene a little bit mm-hmm. and i want to talk because we talked about this before the podcast uh but we didn't talk about this do you remember you and i used to be on an improv team together i think I <laughs> we did briefly but and our teacher was uh alex berg or our uh, coach coach or yeah and then i don't remember the specifics of this but me and Corey slater were living in an apartment in los Feliz, and mm-hmm. that's where you know we had a rehearsal yeah you guys were like behind me 
Were you on New yeah. Hampshire? I was on Vermont. Berendo. Berendo, like two. Yeah, two you're on yeah. Vermont. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, you, you, that was like, that's a cool location. I know I are. just moved. I oh. lived there almost 10 years and I just moved right before pandemic to move into a two bed. So. Oh, oh yeah. moving on up. Moved up. Good for you. <laughs> but so what was like, so we had this hour long rehearsal or whatever, and then we took a shot. of. Oh something. no. Then we took fireball. It fireball. was like when fireball came out. That's right. Uh, was it fireball or was it 151? No, it was fireball. Fireball. I'm pretty positive it was fireball. <laughs> At I don't the know. End of rehearsal, we, yeah, we took the <laughs> we shot all just of took shots. That's right. Yeah. And then for the rest of the day, we're like, oh no, you know, because this is like two in the afternoon. It's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, that just kind of like I think that's still coating my stomach in some way. All these <laughs> all these years later. Um, but yeah, with uh, you know, so many theaters going belly up, uh, IO, UCB, Second City. I don't know what's going on with the pack. Uh, what do you I mean, what do you remember about that time about, you know, where everyone was super focused on improv in LA? It felt like, yeah. you know, 2011 to 2000, I don't know, 16 were those like golden years, you know, where well, like everyone was taking a, everyone was taking a class or like, and like improv was so, uh, so heavily referenced in, on television. And it movies, was heavily you know? referenced in television. I feel like, uh, yeah, well, I will say that I'm more of a sketch performer and I really didn't lean into improv as much as I did uh filming sketches because I was on a digital team at UCB oh, yeah. and then like being and I was on a mod team like in 2018 I just really? like came back to the theater I was like oh I should just like rejoin a team and get some reps or meet people or whatever yeah and yeah. uh so I was doing a lot so that part of it was really fun and like I would do like character bits like different songs and stuff like that um so was that was that, that the start of Shannon on the beat? Uh, no, but okay. sort of maybe I did. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen the character that I do, Auntie Josephine Jenkins, and she like uh, sings about it's to the Whitney Houston song from Bodyguard. Um, I will always love you. Yeah, I just want to feed you. It's a Thanksgiving song. <laughs> and another one I did as as the nun, like uh, the scary movie, like the con- in the Conjuring verse, and she's like. Oh, wow singing about how she wishes that she wasn't part of the franchise oh <laughs> she wow wants to be, she wants to be a sister act she wants to be Whoopi Goldberg but she's not <laughs> so she's very sad and sings about it um but I loved I love doing like one-off character but bit stuff yeah. like that 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 part that aspect of it where it's like oh here's like that monthly show that just like has variety acts and I'm like, mm. I hit somebody up and be like hey can I just have like one of those spots and um, or like a holiday show and that you submit to or whatever. Those things were yeah. great because then it did just give you something to do that wasn't career only focused. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like writing things for your agent or like auditioning for things or all the, like it, it's a job. Right. It's a job. So being able to just be like, oh, I created this song or I made this character or I'm like, doing this sketch with a bunch of friends that's really silly it was like cathartic and you're you're able to like do your quote-unquote job but just like in a fun more fun way that's so So great element of i miss it yeah sure yeah absolutely but that's also great how you frame that is uh you know to as a relief is something creative but it's also a relief from your career where there were so many people that i knew during that time 
that were trying to make UCB their careers, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they were, fo- they were super focused on that. So for you to oh, always I know. So have that's, that point of view, you know, that's good. thanks. But I was going to say, piggyback on that. That's the thing that I don't miss about like <laughs> right. the, the, that vibe that like, uh, illusion of like hierarchy and stuff like that. Like, I'm like, that shit just needed to go in general. Yeah. <laughs> like, and like we're over that. Exactly. We're over yeah. That. We're off that. It's over. Uh, yeah. And you know, you know, I think you can relate to me in these ways because I'm a pretty like excitable person. I'm happy to be there. I'm happy to collaborate. And, you know, obviously not everybody is like that. And I don't expect everybody to have my personality, but mm-hmm. when people meet you or when I meet you or when I met you and like, you know, I get to see you or whatever, I'm like, oh man, Shannon, has a personality (laughs) she's cool (laughs) and she's funny and all she all she wants to do is you know accomplish the mission and like collaborate and have a good time and we're allowed to get excited why do you think you know we had talked about this briefly before why do you think so many uh people in comedy can become so cynical or like hard to work with when we should all be you know collaborative and uh and you know, supportive. I, you know what? Interesting that, that you say that. I I just did Nicole Byers' podcast, which is I think going to come out a week after yours. So she does twenty it, podcasts. Is it the date me one? Will you date yeah, me? Okay, yeah, great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and we were talking about this because she mentioned at the top of my podcast that she used to be that girl that's like, it's. I feel like especially with. I'll, I'll, I don't want to fully speak for her, but like yeah. I do notice it with black women where it's like. I'm the one black woman on this team. And she mentions that, like, it's just me. Like, yeah. I don't know anybody. Like if she had a casting or something and she's like, uh, no, I don't know anyone else for this role. And then she's like, one day I just was like, why am I doing that? Why am I mm. not hooking up somebody else? And I was like, exactly. I'm mm. don't beat yourself up for having been that way because the fact that you even recognized it and was like, you know what? There is, there are enough seats at the table. We can all eat. And like the thing we were talking about was like, I, I ate breakfast and you ate breakfast. We had two different types of breakfast and it was equally enjoyable and mm-hmm. nutritious and et cetera. So the mentality of people who were like s- kind of stuck in a way of like scarcity mentality, that's really oh, what it I is. See. And feeling and feeling like they can't be vulnerable around people because you're, you're competition, you're a threat. When really, I don't want what you want. Like we're in the same place and we might be on the same team or whatever, but like, we both have different skills. We both have different looks. We both have different things. I want you want to get into in life, you know? Yeah. And when you look at the people who are successful in some of these places, groundlings, UCB, et cetera, uh, the people who stuck together, the people who collaborated, even with one other person, Mm -hmm. how well are they doing right now? So great you know? And then the people who, you know, and and sure, the people who like only talk to those people who could get them to the next level or whatever. This is my message in general for that is like, you're going to get everything you want in this life because you're talented and you, and you deserve it and be fucking miserable with no friends. You know what (laughs) I mean? Like it truly is that, that sounds so miserable to me to be like shut off from Mm collaborating or from like praising somebody else or like somebody gets something that book something that I auditioned for too and I didn't get it great I 
it wasn't meant for me. Right. <laughs> you know, you know what? Like, it wasn't fucking meant for me. Exactly. I mean, two big things like, you know, you, as you're mentioning that I'm thinking, wow, you know, um, in the pandemic, obviously auditioning meant being on zoom or, you know, there was that six, seven months, eight months where there was no auditions at all. Mm-hmm. Things were all shut down, but not being able to, you know, I guess commiserate is the right way to put it uh, over the people that, you know, we're all auditioning for this one thing, or we're all auditioning for this team. And like, we didn't get it. Like, you know, that really kind of stripped away the influence that, you know, those negative, you know, those people who chose to be negative had, you know, Mm -hmm. and like, you know, when you're not around that, it's a little cleansing. And really is. (laughs) And you, and you totally hit it on the head. There's this quote that I always think about that Issa Rae said, and she was like, a lot of times when people are trying to make it or get to the next level, they look to the people that are already on that level for help. However, it's more important to look to the people to your left and right to collaborate with them. And then like, you know, we all eat, we all go up to that level together. So, I mean, it sounds like you've always had that mentality and that's what's, you know, giving you the success uh, that you've, that you've reached so far. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Well, congrats. That's awesome. Uh, I mean, it's a good, it's a good, good um, mentality to have. And then you're also doing Reiki. What's the, uh, what's, what's going oh, yeah, on? Yeah, I had a Reiki session not too long okay. ago. Well, this is like part of, I mean, one of the reasons why I'm even in LA is because when I was in Austin, I uh, like lived there my whole life, went to college there, uh, started working there. I was working as a financial analyst at an energy company for five years. And then I was just like, I'm not happy. I want to, I want to act like, this is like, this is what I want to do. I used to love SNL. I have friends that lived in New York and I would go just do watch dress rehearsal and stuff like that. And it was like really fun. And I was like, okay. Uh, Amy Poehler, does UCB or runs UCB I'm gonna start taking UCB classes and like the day like the day after I moved here I started classes like I had already signed up because I was free I had you know money saved up or whatever and I was just chilling so I was like oh okay I can just like take classes and like get to know what is happening and I miss the like innocence of that time dude that's <laughs> amazing. I did the same exact thing I just I just celebrated 10 years in LA on my, on my first full day I took nice. UCB 101 Nice. Who's your teacher? Jill Donnelly. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, mine was Eugene Cordero. Eugene Cordero. Oh, very cool. Good friend. Yeah. You know, that's so interesting. I, I Before we get into uh, your hometown, you've, you've referenced uh, Austin a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, but when when you put together like a resume, what is, you know, you know, of of the things that you've done or, you know, things that you've been a part of, what's the thing that usually jumps out to people? Like, is it your... Uh, previous writing experience is it like your UCB experience is it well like the fact that you're a Texan most <laughs> of <laughs> probably uh, I would say maybe on my reel more mm. so my skating stands out obviously because you yeah. don't think like a 5'10 black female is gonna like jump down a rail or anything you know yeah dude but I really only started writing during pandemic like I started writing for Ellen 2020 during during working remote and stuff so I hadn't there weren't many other opportunities of like, oh, here's my resume. You know what I mean? For someone to like even see it and get feedback. Uh, So most of my stuff was, uh, I'm also a video editor. So like Mm -hmm. I edited for a ton of places. Um, Yeah, yeah, BuzzFeed too, right? uh, Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. Or like um, on my acting resume, I think the most thing that stands out is just like, you just see how much comedy I'm doing. I had already been doing like, so many sketches on like Corden or Conan or Kimmel or all the K's, you know, <laughs> all the K sounds. 
yeah. So yeah, that kind of stuff probably stuck out. Stuck, yeah. Stood out. I mean, I think the thing you hit it on the head is like, yeah, who else is going to be like rollerblading and grinding down a rail and is also a comedy writer. I mean, <laughs> it's no, just something that shows yeah. a, something a little different. I don't know. Yeah, completely unique. That's it cool, is my man. one. Of, that flavor. was like my one of my first passions in life, and I was able to like pursue it to such a high level. So like, I'm happy to that, yeah, <laughs> expose man. it. You know, some That's people so don't cool. ever get to do their passions. And some people suppress those things that make them unique in order to fit in. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So good and on it, you, dude. And I already like don't fit in. And I think that's like, <laughs> that's also a great quality of just being a minority in America. Like I already don't fit in. I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. <laughs> Kinda, you know what I mean? Like you're free. You're already telling me one thing. So all good. Well, well don't worry. After this podcast, you'll surely be canceled. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, we've, we've skirted around it long enough. Shannon Joy Rogers, please tell me about your hometown. Uh, my hometown. Let's get into like, yeah, Austin pre 2010. <laughs> okay. Because it's just like anything from like, oh wait, there's a. What is that? <laughs> uh, I'm not far from the Los Feliz fire station, so he's. The... Oh, okay. You're going to put out a fire somewhere. Uh, Do you, does yes. that make you feel safer? <laughs> I don't know, man. I hope I hope I never have to use them. Does that make you more <laughs> adventurous in the kitchen? It's like, you know what? Let's you no, know. I should tone it down in the kitchen, actually. <laughs> um okay, Austin, Texas, so pre-2010. Austin, Texas, pre-2010. I'm there from like 92, 3 mm. um to 2010. So like I had a, I had a blast in Austin. Like uh, you know, it was it was great. I didn't realize how unique of a place it was until I came to LA and I would go home for like holidays because some people that I knew were like going home to these small towns that are like 15,000 people and like everybody knows each other. And like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. half your high school class never left town or whatever. Like, <laughs> But like the things we were doing in like middle school was like, we were going to ACL. We were going to mm. South by Southwest. I remember like my mom got us like, uh wristbands and like we would go see movies and we would go to concerts and stuff like that and actually a homie of mine when i was like 19 this is before you were able to like scan your past and all this stuff and like before smartphones in general yeah and he just made they they were like these glittery looking wristbands and he just at his print shot like made a bunch of wristbands so we all went to go see like aesop rock and like AC alone or AWOL one, like all these like underground rappers, yeah. and, like old emos on sixth street and shit like that. Like it was really fun. Oh man. I, I miss, I miss those days. And it was a time when you could go to multiple shows. Like if you went to a concert during South by right now, you pretty much have to stay there all night because either the line to get in the next place you want to go to is super fucking long or mm. it's like, yeah, it's just, it's t- so crowded and packed and like, corporate (laughs) you know it's very like corpo right now so there was no like lack of things to do for instance so that's what i mean like i I wasn't like we weren't ever like uh oh man i gotta get a fake id so i can go to the club Mm, or anything like that because i could go most of the venues there were either all ages or 18 and up and they were just like if you're 16 whatever they just put an x on your hand they, don't, they were just like you know you're not you're not gonna be drinking in there you're just chilling 
and oh, cool. uh, it was like a very fun vibe like so i've gotten to see so many amazing concerts because we have medium to large size venues that are intimate mm-hmm. so you can fill a room like if someone's booking a tour you can like you, you can get your money's worth if you're a band you know what i mean versus like it being some super small venue we had a lot of a lot of resources in that regard so there's a venue for all shapes and sizes yeah you're saying yeah that is so cool because like we would man you know in cape coral we would kind of just have to make our own fun you know that meant mm-hmm. either you know partying in the woods partying in the swamp you know going <laughs> hanging outside 7-eleven and you know there was not a lot of trust among parents to kids but Mm -hmm. it sounds like in austin you know has austin always i mean austin as i know it uh, i was actually part of south by in 2011 i performed there and then i'd been back a few times once to perform in austin sketch fest and another uh just for you know like a, a fun trip but it it seems like a pretty progressive, like liberal town, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with the college or the university there and then the capital there as well. Uh, was there like, was it like, like, it was just chill? Like you'd go out to a venue and it would be like, all right, this kid's 16, he's got X's on his hands. And then, you know, there's some, you know, people that just rolled in from the honky tonks and 50 year old <laughs> ladies. Like, is it, is it that vast of, uh, of like a crowd? Uh, I would say it's probably at least downtown's a little bit more separated from okay. places like that. But like, cause a lot of the venues are very compact. So you're literally, you're literally like, like Stubbs was right there. And then beauty bar and sidebar and like Shangri-La is not like, it's just like Mohawk, but they're all just like very close. So it, and it was relatively safe back then. Also like when I was in like seventh grade, my mom, took us to a lot of con- my mom took us to corn <laughs> no way was your mom yeah. into corn no. Oh, no 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 my mom is a mom and not <laughs> like she's not like oh i listen to this too she's like i'm gonna chaperone shannon and casey and mary so they can go see <laughs> corn like oh yeah where did your love for corn come from then was it like from any just, other family members no just like skate stuff i was all heavily influenced by anything skating uh, any music and skate videos and the you know anything in the skate culture that's basically where i got like most of my influence for music from dude you are literally one of one i don't know anybody else <laughs> that is super into corn rollerblades and is a i mean five ten corn comedy would still writer. be around right now like they're they i mean Props to Jonathan Davis because like (laughs) he's learned how to market himself or like figured it out in some way. Another uh smart band is ICP, and I've seen them live. Really, so much fun live. Yeah, dude, I think about the bands that had gimmicks. And growing up, I didn't realize, I didn't appreciate (laughs) it. Then there was this stage in my twenties where I was like, ah, that's not pure, or like you know, I was like some snob about it. But now I'm like the ICP guys, Kiss, the Gorillas. I got to see Kiss. Really? But it was it was uh like maybe five years ago. They were they have a indoor arena football team in Anaheim called yes. the LA Kiss, right? So yeah. they did like a show for their season ticket holders. And like uh I used to edit at Jash and one of the producers there knows the manager or something. Like wow. so he gave me and my friend Jake tickets like that night. Like I just walked into work <laughs> and they were, he was like, I have Kiss tickets for like anyone that wants to go. And I was like, 
really no one else wants to go see kiss, yeah, kiss dude <laughs> come on man for free I, exactly yeah i'm going lit. to see i'm going to see bleachers tonight i'm going to see yeah. lena dunham's ex-boyfriend you know just because <laughs> it's free kiss for free yeah. Yeah, i'll draw it was it, it was so sick because like that was like you saw parents with their kids and they all had like <laughs> face paint and they were like eating kind candy and shit it was like this is fucking perfect there was pyrotechnics and like yeah it that's was the great. point either yeah if you know the gorillas obviously have those like uh anime i would love characters. to see the gorillas i've never seen them but then yeah exactly with like the guys that paint their face kiss icp and like everything in between like that those things are so those that imagery is so iconic that mm -hmm. that may last forever you know what i mean and uh, they just and put on a good show yeah like that too. it's a, you're you're being entertained you know it's i love it i love it I love, yes, I love to be entertained. And, you know, I also love emo music. So I love to be aggressively <laughs> sad. So whatever works for me, whatever works. Yeah. Uh, in, in clubs, we were talking about clubs. I, this oh, came yeah. to mind. In, in Florida, they would do this thing where, uh, you know, the radio ad would be 21 and up for guys, 18 and up for women. Mm -hmm. Did they do that for you guys? Mm -hmm. Why? Why did that? Why did that exist? Doesn't that, isn't that kind of you know gross? What? That's so funny because, I never thought about that until you literally just said that. I'm like, oh yeah, that was a thing. Yeah. It is gross. And I didn't even think about it. Like, you know, like maybe this... to get more women in than men. Cause otherwise it would just be a bunch of 18 year old bros. Like you don't want that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What? Okay. I see what you're saying. The promoters like, can hide behind it. the promoters right. can hide behind the idea of women maturing faster than men. So I wasn't whatever. saying all that. <laughs> I that's <laughs> okay. Mean there would physically be more because of the age they oh, open the age up limit up i'm a few more years yeah but like what what are 18 year old i'm talking about a bar i'm not talking about a show i'm talking about like a bar yeah. what are 18 year olds doing in the bar they're eating mozzarella sticks like how many mozzarella sticks are you gonna get you know? I don't know yeah yeah i was so weird and just like all things in florida i imagine texas the same it it, it you know this is what i tell people about living in florida it's like growing up in the eye of a hurricane everything seems calm mm. but you look out and everything's actually crazy and you have no baseline <laughs> reference of like what normalcy is and you expect oh, yeah. everything to be just a crazy nutty like oh yeah 18 and up like cool you know like good have fun <laughs> no tonight. frame of reference yeah yeah no frame of reference or anything like were there is was that similar to you know growing up in texas or or i mean it sounds like not, more not in austin horrible. No. yeah not in austin probably not in any of the major cities in texas yeah really. it was like that no coming you know going around and you know going to shows and like having like fun things to do uh, i want to mm -hmm. get into this uh first segment it's called local celebrities doo -doo -doo -doo. was there when you were out that was the stinger uh doo -doo -doo. we do all, all our own sound effects here uh <laughs> it's uh it's cleared music uh i don't have to pay for that <laughs> and so so you'd go out like in in my hometown. He's there's he's here were some of the celebrities. Don, who made all the ice cream for Brewsters, a local like is like Navy vet, 80, 90, 90 years old, looked like uh, blue from old school. Then there was Del Prado, Elvis guy who dressed like Elvis, and then it was anybody that worked at Sunsplash, which was the lo local water park slash theme park. Uh, in our town like those guys were like the coolest people like those um lifeguards so in your hometown in austin mm -hmm. you know growing up were there any like local celebrities obviously matthew mcconaughey uh, you know reside or comes from austin but was there anybody like that locals knew that they got excited when they saw or they like always like yeah noticed? 
I would say uh, there's this dude, Leslie, who passed away in like 2012. I actually just had to Google when he, I was like, I know he passed away. Um, but he was like a semi-homeless activist, cross-dressing dude who would just like be cr- cruising through downtown and like you would just like see him all the time like wherever out you know just enjoying life and yeah so (laughs) Leslie like I always knew who Leslie was and the reason why I think he's such a big celebrity is because like I feel like I knew I've known who that was since I was a child like you know what I mean like before being able to like google it or see like anything on social media or anything I'm like oh no it's Leslie oh yeah Leslie awesome Leslie and like how did how did you even know his name were people like oh that's Leslie over there I think yeah I think like literally one time someone said that and then like every time you see Leslie it was just like oh it's Leslie what's up (laughs) and just a pleasant activist cross-dresser and like never really spoke oh really yeah just cruising through with his own like walking slow had his own like vibe dress wise fashion and stuff like yeah just, <laughs> just randomly does it do most people in LA like copy his style would you say they tr- I, I think that they try to now that I like understand <laughs> him I feel like he was like a pioneer for yeah. sure yeah what was he, he what ran for like city city council maybe or like some sort of local government I can't remember but um Did you get any votes probably <laughs> <laughs> probably but uh uh yeah what kind of stuff like crop tops and mini skirts and like oh, shoot. uh not pearl necklaces but you know those like almost like um candy necklace like my little pony looking like stars and big beads and like you know <laughs> big charmed necklaces or like a crown i think he had a crown a lot too would you ever interact with this dude or you were just like no he is just cool mind his business like, we just see him yeah. that's kind of cool i mean yeah. you know Describing anybody as like a chill person, has their own style, minds their own business. That is, those are the only friends I want to have. <laughs> yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> those are the, probably the highest compliments I could give somebody today. Right? Yeah. I mean, dang. And then, so uh, he passed away, sadly. Uh, yeah, that actually makes me very nostalgic because like, I felt like, you know, a lot of times when I'm a teenager, either skating around downtown or going to shows or just mm-hmm. like cruising, shopping or whatever, eating downtown. Like I would just see him so often. It was part of my right. childhood almost, you know? Like he was like a landmark. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's so interesting. It's just like this Del Prado Elvis guy. It's like, you know, we knew where to find him. He wasn't moving <laughs> anywhere. He was just at his house mm-hmm. outside with the garage door down. And he's got all of the uh, all of his Elvis pictures there. But and some of them were pictures of Elvis, and some of them were him dressed as as Elvis. <laughs> and if you got close enough, you could tell, but it was really important to him that he trick you a little bit mm-hmm. like look at this pic. like he would be like look at this picture of elvis and i would know mm-hmm. that it was him but i would play along and be like oh wow yeah he looks great there he goes that's actually me <laughs> you know I mean? <laughs> yeah yeah he's all proud yeah exactly exactly <laughs> uh speaking of nostalgia you just had your high school reunion i did yeah i went to what? anderson high in Austin. anderson high was okay so what was that like is it friday night lights oh man what- it was fun um no, this because I mean, like piggybacking on like having s- access to so many things that people wish they had, you right, know, right. as a child, like football games were there, but we're not like some small town where that's the only thing to do. True, <laughs> you true. know what I mean? Uh, but our team was really good. Like I played basketball and we were really good. All, of, all our sports at Anderson were really fun. Um, 
yeah, high school was really fun for me because I felt like our school was pretty diverse. In middle school, I went to a private school. I actually went to the same school as the Bush twins because he was the governor. Wow. And like, it was very small private school uh, called St. Andrews. And I was the only black girl in my grade for sixth, seventh and eighth grade. Jeez. It was fucking lame. But Ugh. there were a couple of skateboarders there and rollerblader. And so like, that's kind of how I started to get into skating is because there was only like five people, you know. Five skaters like in yeah. the scene there. Oh, but then man. I went to high school and that high school was so much fun. So really? I, lo- I loved high school. Yeah. That, during our, uh, we had like a Facebook group for our, uh, the alumni, you know, for our grade and right. leading up to our uh, high school reunion and people were posting photos and stuff. And I was just like, God, dude, life was just so much simple. And, and yeah. also all of those photos are from like disposable cameras. Wow. Like most wow. of them. Wow most of them and i'm and and one big thing we were all talking about while we were there was just like we're so lucky to have been in high school or through our whole like school career Mm -hmm. and not have social media because Mm -hmm. we all remembered high school like being so fun and like you would just show up places and like it was very inclusive it wasn't like there wasn't like FOMO really, you know what I mean? And it's right. not a small place. I mean, Austin's not small and Anderson's no. not a small school. So it was cool. I mean, I, I, I kind of like floated between a bunch of different groups because of my interest in life. And that's interesting. Cause I don't belong anywhere, any one place on earth anyway, <laughs> man. I mean, if I could get into just my high school experience, I was doing the same. I was really trying to find my identity. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize at the time how tied it was to soccer. But I was also, you know, on the school news and and trying to find creative avenues for myself and like identify with myself. You know, I didn't grow up with my dad and my dad's like Puerto Rican is Puerto Rican. He kind of gave me my look. You know what I mean? So I'm like looking at my mom and like my grandparents who I grew up with. I'm like, what do I identify with? What you know, what makes Mm. sense to me? And I for some reason I was school spirited, like so school spirited, like like at pep rallies, at everything or like and, and I. I don't know if I've grown to regret that necessarily, but I was just kind of like, I'm going to play by the rules or like, you know, I'm going right. to encourage it, be excited about this. And for me, I've, I've found like a lot of teachers, there are a few that stuck out, but a lot of teachers they're growing up in, they're teaching in Florida. They're wearing sandals to school, you know, like I don't have, like, it's hard to respect somebody if they, <laughs> if you can see their toes, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> You don't walk into your dentist and they've got their toes showing, you know, let alone somebody who's supposed to give you a pass. Like Miss Miss Allen got her Tebas on today or what? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Oh, you gonna try give me an F? I don't think so, man. Yeah, what? No, I don't. Put some real shoes on. Exactly. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So, like, I mean, thinking about that time for you, like, like, what was it like going back for your reunion to be in those places and, like, you know. Who, who was Shannon at that time and who is Shannon now? Um, I would say that I owe a lot to skating because it is mm. something that like you can't fake. Right. You know, you either can grind a rail or you can't. You can either like land a trick or you can't. You can either like, you know what I mean? Like you cannot fake it. You either bust your ass or you don't, you know. Yeah. Uh, unlike the subjectivity of things like in LA in general or like, mm other things that you can kind of like front on so the fact that I was actually good at skating and like uh props to my parents for like driving me to the skate park and stuff I my, my friend's mom owned the skate park in Austin 
when we were young. So it was like a combination of like, she was there. So like my mom felt comfortable dropping me off when I like couldn't drive, you know? And so that was like, I had kind of like a little bit of an outside click outside of school, but the confidence of just skating in general helped me throughout. So when I would bump up against things like not necessarily always academically, but like personality wise with like, especially like, you know, girls at that age are like, uh, they want to kind of, I, I, I never needed male attention because mm-hmm. I had it in a way. And I actually had to think about this as an adult, but I had it because all my skater friends were guys and they're still oh. some of my best friends to this day. Like my homie Jason Howard, my mom just like had a bunch of uh, like like a pre- you know those present things that you can buy that are gift bags. It's like different types of popcorn, and she like yeah. made me go take it to his daughter. Like they <laughs> she they were all they've all been my friends for like twenty years, you know. Oh wow! So it was like deep rooted like brother sister love. So I never needed like uh, male attention, whereas a lot of girls going through like ninth grade, 10th grade or whatever, they don't have a hobby other than getting boys. So oh, like, right. so like a lot of, um, I just didn't connect with a lot of girls in that way, in that way, sometimes, but sometimes I did. And it was like, oh, you're just, you're fun regardless. But like some, they couldn't think without like being boy crazy. So it was just yeah. like, dude, come on. But the confidence thing, or I guess that, that allowed for the confidence to come in because I didn't have to feel like insecure being myself. Yeah. So as you looked around to your peers, you saw that they were looking outward and with the way that skating is, you know, and like how like, you know, you can't fake it, as you said, and how like, you know, it's all on you your team Mm -hmm. of one, you were looking more inward and that's sort of paid off later in your life. And, you know, it's interesting. And I can tell people who never had that as adults you know what i mean like their personality is so different Uh, and and even like you play soccer and i play Uh basketball and stuff like that can't you tell people who like just like i'm like the way you're acting is not sportsman like exactly you know i was just gonna especially in comedy i mean man (laughs) it's just like you're we're a team yes yes please (laughs) or we should be or like you know, mm-hmm. some teams are dysfunctional and they still succeed, but let's, you know, act like a team. Let's be a team. Uh, it's so funny that, you know, the, you know, the way that we all live, you know, we have to live in like a linear pattern, but, you know, things are given greater context after they've already happened. And growing up, I've always loved uh, boxing. I've, I've always loved boxers. I've loved skaters. I've loved tennis players. And the position that I played was goalkeeper, which is its own thing on a soccer field. And I love that because those are all like self-dependent things. Like, you know, like, um, like skaters, you know, when I see like a, a rollerblader or like a skateboarder or, you know, anyone like on the X games, like when I see them post, you know, videos on their Instagram, it's like, you know, them like trying a trick like 18, 19 times. And then they finally nail it. And it's like, yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's that resilience that you learn in trying one trick or trying to land, you know, one combination that kind of like sets you up for everything else and you don't even know it, right? I, uh, yes, I will say that I think that uh, that probably is what's helped me with like rejection in the city mm. in general, but especially like just rejection with auditioning. Cause like the audition process is just like, 
what the fuck um i did just kick out my ethernet cable but i like then you were talking again and so i must be okay um, you missed did you be, miss did you I miss the frozen. profound no, did you miss I, the I profound things i was saying i got most of it so i understand what you're saying though but like yes no that is a thing for sure the resilience and you're not gonna do that unless you're actually passionate about it so how many people you've lived here 10 years i just turned 11 years here uh last week so how many how many friends have you gone through that like we're complaining 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 that don't live here anymore or like that tried once and then they just like couldn't handle the rejection not saying people who you know had a family and they were like you know what i need to go find something stable somewhere you know or sure like, i mean you're being you're, you, but. you're being very uh yeah very uh diplomatic about it but yeah i mean most of those people that you're talking about that have like given up or were trying to like pose as something they unfortunately have moved to austin texas now <laughs> <laughs> Uh, or moved somewhere else, but Colorado is also like Colorado. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, it's just that when <laughs> you're to Austin, they went to a different Austin. They didn't move to 1995 Austin, right? <laughs> no, 95's man. Austin was awesome. Nobody could ever <laughs> move back there, man. Let's get that time machine going. There's a couple places I wish I could eat right now that don't exist. There's a, well, we'll talk, we'll get into that in this next segment, but I, I, I love your point of view on the, the athlete's mentality. And basically what you're saying as I'm interpreting it is have a uh, short memory and, you know, like, you know, you're going to fail. Sure. But you're going to try again and you mm -hmm. might fail. You might try again. You might try this trick 20, 30 times, but you'll nail it one time and then boom, you got it on tape, you know? Yes. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's the thing that keeps you going. Speaking of great places to eat and go, uh, this is one of our final segments. Boop, boop, boop. Doop, doop, doop. We got to see if we can clear that, uh, actually. Uh, <laughs> I think Sonic the Hedgehog used that. Um, all right. Uh, one last thing. One good thing. Shannon Joy Rogers, if I'm in Austin, any era, 95 or present day, <laughs> what's uh, one thing that I should know about going to your hometown? And what's what, you know, or like what's some one thing I need to definitely check out? Food wise? Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, Sam's Barbecue. Sam's. Yes, it's okay. a small sh house shack. It's basically like a shotgun house that was like converted into a pit. It's been there since I was a kid and um, it's in East Austin on East 6th, let me see. 12th, oh, yeah. six, East 12th. 12, 12, East 12th, but 6th Street is where like all the bars are, right? That's Yeah, like but it's East of drag. 35. So like, yeah, um, but Sam's Barbecue, so good. Oh yeah. Um, I'm just listing things before Franklin because like I, Franklin's <laughs> fine, but it's kind of like a post my time era, you know? So like, so like so, Sam's right. I, then I would go. Rudy's. What do you get at Sam? Well, well, what do you get at Sam? Uh, well, I just get, I normally just get ribs, but they have good brisket. Yeah. I know people judge places by their brisket and uh, I'm mostly just a ribs girl. Texas barbecues brisket, right? Like that's their yeah. main thing, but I, I love ribs too. I do. I'm love ribs, ribs and potato salad. And oh, the, yeah. Sam is a, is owned by a black family. So, you know, the potato salad is correct. What kind? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's coming correct. It's right? not good or bad. It's correct. It's correct. If you, if you, I, I dismiss you if you don't <laughs> like this potato salad and you're a teacher wearing flip flops. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. So you're going over the, this list. So uh, Sam's, I got to check okay, out Sam's, Sam's barbecue. Um, I would also say top notch. Okay. If barbecue. you've ever seen the notes, it's a, uh, it's like, um, they have fried chicken, burgers, Ooh. grilled cheese, all this stuff like, like, um, 
it's basically like an independent Sonic. Okay, if you've ever seen the movie Days and Confused, uh-huh. and Matthew McConaughey is talking about um, we're going to the Moon Tower to the the redhead chick, they're yeah. at top, they're at top notch. Uh, and I used to go there, like my dad would pick me up from school, and like I would go get grilled cheese and one chicken leg and a sprite, and that was uh, like my fucking jam dude good for top you top nine is, is great we go there almost every time we go back home and yeah. uh i i actually for father's day I, I got during the pandemic i got uh grubhub my parents some because oh like, there you go. yeah yeah what a good what a good daughter uh well <laughs> all right sam's in top notch i'll check those out that's more than enough food for me and like when i went to austin Dude, so fun. Every morning, breakfast tacos. Every afternoon, mm-hmm. barbecue. So there's no shortage of those places. And Sam's barbecue sounds amazing. And Top Taco Notch. Deli. It's a good place. For- Taco Deli. D-E-L-I? Yeah, for uh, breakfast tacos. Oh, it was yeah. there, were, there was one right by my friend's house off Barton Skyway. And we used to just walk over there. I, I ate an insane amount of Taco Deli. Dude, that's all right, man. Well, you're, I'm going to be well fed when I visit there. Okay. Last segment, very last thing before I get you out of here. It's a new segment. It's called Tattoos. So, mm-hmm. Shannon, we've been talking for just over an hour now. Uh, if you could give, if you were holding the tattoo gun mm-hmm. and you could uh, shoot me with a tattoo, what would you, what, what's the tattoo that you would give me? I would give you some sort of i don't know the names of these but like some sort of mystical symbol that would bring you like every time you look at it it would if you were like having a bad day or like feeling like frustrated and anxious if you looked at it it like presented you with like calm or like reminds you reminds you of like this too shall pass or like trying to get mm. you back centered or in your inner peace or something like that that's the type of tattoo i would give you that i'm not sure be- what it would be when you first started describing something mythical, I thought dolphin with a rainbow. Mystical. Right. Like a like oh, a like stick and poke, like a stick and poke type looking. I like yes. Okay, upside yeah. down triangle with a weird, like, I don't know, or yeah. it or something. Like that's something like, that only means something to me. Like yeah. uh, like three lines and then yeah, just like a big, a big like a racetrack or something, or like I don't know, or something, <laughs> something. Yeah, so a, a series Rice, of shoots. a racetrack might take me a minute, so I don't know if I'm good enough to give you but, a tattoo with the racetrack. <laughs> a series of yeah. specific shapes that remind me this two shall pass, dude. I love that. And then yeah. Shannon, do you have any tattoos? Are you thinking about getting another one? Uh, what would it be? I don't have any tattoos. I have enough scars from skating, <laughs> so I can point them out to you and tell you what I fell on what. And uh, yeah, <laughs> there you go. Any any thoughts of ever getting a tattoo or not? Nah, I mean it would. I would. It would have. I would overthink it. Yeah. So hard. Like I would just be like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Nothing meaning meaningful has come up where I needed it yet. So true. I'm not opposed to them. I'm just like I don't know if I care that much <laughs> right now. That's a good point. That's yeah. a good point. Well, you know, hold out for that special uh, tattoo in your life. For sure. <laughs> uh, Shannon, this has been a joy to chat with you. Thanks so much for taking your time uh, to sit down with us. I, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Anything else to add about Austin before we take off? Stop moving there. Cause my mom, <laughs> my mom says that you guys aren't cool. So <laughs> if you live there, honestly, let people merge on tra- in traffic, say hi to people on the sidewalk. 
open the door for people and stop being fucking idiots who were raised outside of Austin who don't know these basic manners for strangers. Like, Please. come on. <laughs> Amen to that. Well, yeah. before we go, I got to thank my production team of Mike, Gina, Justin, Collier, Kelvin, Dawn, Peter, Lauren, S, Shane, Matt, Matt, Chris McLeod, and Lindsay. Shannon, honestly, thank you so much for your time. Thanks so much for being a part of uh, this podcast. I really appreciate it, dude. Thank you. All right, Floridians. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you next time.